Hey there, and welcome to week three of Snap Tackle Pod with Dion Clisso. I am Nick Schaefer of KSHB. Dion uh, preps KC. You can see it one, yep. two, three, four, five, six times, I believe, behind his head. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah. Maybe six, seven if you count, seven if you count the helmet. Got the yeah, helmet. The helmet, shirt. I win the logo war every time. So now right. when I come on sound off, I can't logo. I mean, I only get the one logo. It's the, the uh, studio the- now. It's the palatial preps KC studios you're at yes. out there in Blue Springs. Yes. And just off to the distance, I've got my Law & Order SVU, a good NBC property on yeah, USA, another NBC property. <laughs> I'm in my man cave in Shawnee, so opposite <laughs> sides of, uh, of Kansas City. Yes. Bringing this podcast. Uh, but we do so each and every week, talking high school football in and around Kansas City, both the Kansas and Missouri sides. Kansas joined us last week. Dion, let's begin there. And look, of the nine classifications, yes, they have nine in Kansas now because they have six-man football, okay? Is there any six-man football in Missouri? No, no six-man football in Missouri. Only one class of eight-man where they have two classes of eight-man in Kansas. So Really, really small towns, a lot of them in (laughs) Kansas. Two classes of eight-man, one class of six-man. None, we have no eight-man nor six-man teams in in our kind of viewing area. Uh, But of the nine classifications, Five number one teams lost last week, including 4A. But I mean, St. James losing to the defending 6A champs. Yeah, but we'll, we'll allow that. Well, and you saw Derby go down in, in 6A, and and I I texted. Man, that's uh, two straight losses for the powerhouse Derby. Yes, it is. I texted Matt Gilmore from K Preps, and I said, "Did Blue Valley Northwest break them?" And he said, "No, it's a down recruiting year for Derby." So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I mean, I, you know, I think that throws that western side wide open. I mean, Manhattan is by no means of some kind of powerhouse unless they've been building something out there that I haven't really noticed. I mean, that they've run into Lawrence and free state a few times in the last few years. And uh, they've been handled pretty easily by, you know, teams that were good free state and Lawrence teams, but not world beaters by any means. So we'll, we'll be curious to see how that West side of the bracket uh, does now. And um, really, you know, th- there were the Kansas side was not a lot of surprises. Uh, there weren't too many toss up matchups. I mean, I think blue Valley Northwest and St. James might've been, um, but saying you, you saw Blue Eye Northwest jump out in that game, uh, and St. James answered them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down to their third string quarterback at one point due to injury and cramping and all that stuff. And uh, John Nielsen's little brother, I think his name is Scott, maybe came out and played yeah. for a couple of plays, a sophomore. Uh, so, you know, I, I think Blue Eye Northwest kind of wore St. James down, especially in the second half. Um, they really kind of Grant Stubblefield him to death, and yeah. he had 200 yards. There was a lot of, I mean, if you didn't have 200 yards rushing or, you know, uh, you know, four, three or four touchdowns receiving or three or four touchdowns throwing last week. I, you, you didn't make the top half of the page. I mean, 100 yards wasn't getting it done. There was a lot of great performances last week. Grant Summerfield, 271, 280, depending on who you talk to um, last week. And, of course, the great highlight of him, uh, stiff-arming three different guys and great mm-hmm. call by Kevin White on that from Spectrum Sports. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned the west side of 6A. And normally, like, you know, teams like – Free State and Lawrence would be licking their chops that, okay, Derby's vulnerable this year, but both those teams mm-hmm. lost uh, last week. You have Gardner, who I believe is still on the west side. They got a big win. And no, so, they came back to the east side this year. Um, oh, they're with, on the east side. Okay. Yeah, they're on the east side. So because it's only Wichita Lawrence Northwest moved up to 6 Yep. Yep. Wichita Northwest moved up. So, no, it, you know, Lawrence, I'll be curious to see, you know, they've got the Thursday night game uh, with Olathe West this week. Their quarterback, uh, Clint Bowen's son, got hurt like three days before so their quarterback had three days to prep for Olay the oh, South wow. and that they only lost by four 36 32 I think is pretty good to Olay the South team uh so I'm curious to see with them and then you know 
free state lost to Olathe West. You know, it's all the teams that are supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Took care of their games. I mean, I, I think the the one, you know, you talk about Gardner and Shawnee Mission East, that game turned into a shootout, but Gardner ran out on them really quick uh, and, and scored a ton of points. So uh, I think Gardner's a team to keep an eye on. And then, you know, you talk about some other teams that won games and got wins in week one, Shawnee Mission North beat uh, Shawnee Mission South. And that was 28 to nothing. It ended up 28 seven. Yeah. Um, so that's an impression we're going to find out this week uh, with Olathe South playing Shawnee Mission North. We'll talk more about that when you do big three games, but yeah, some, some interesting. Yeah. But other than that, everybody pretty much, I mean, Baser and Tongi was close, but I figured that'd be close. That's kind of a toss up game. DeSoto and Lansing was close. That's kind of a toss up game. You know, the toss up games that were out there, but then everybody else that was kind of a expected winner, they won and they won easily. Yeah. Except for, well, and I don't know how expected they were. If I had to put out an EKL preseason poll this year, I would have put Blue Valley West. Oh, yeah, that's the one that gets me. That's a there was a top uh, ten, top five team, depending on which poll you look at around the city, return a lot back from a semifinal team a year ago, and St. Thomas Aquinas took them behind the woodshed. Yeah, and then, you know they they failed the the test that is Aquinas. Don't let them get a two touchdown lead because no. then it just steamrolls on you. Yeah. And that's what happened. And, and you know, I think any reports of Aquinas's death were greatly exaggerated. Yeah. And, and, you know, Coach Strong and the staff do a fantastic job. Yes, they, they've lost a quarterback and an outstanding defensive lineman to transfers to the same school. Uh, but it's still good talent there. Uh, they're going to be pretty good. And, you know, I, I'm curious to see how Blue Valley West bounces back this week. Uh, but, no, it's, uh, it's definitely – that was the game that kind of, I mean, not so much that Aquinas won that it was 31 to seven. Yeah. Just the I, way I, they did it. Just the way they did it. But like I said, it was 14, nothing right out of the box. And, and then Aquinas just gets rolling at that point. And, and then you get a big dose of Sean Carroll <laughs> yeah. when you, when you're, when you're down a couple touchdowns and, and he's a load and uh, definitely is a, is a, is a game killer in terms of killing the clock and all those kind of things. So, yeah. Uh, all right, let's hit the Missouri side. Let's start with the uh, the Ray Peck Park Hill game. I tell you what, it's <laughs> going to be a uh, Ray Peck football might be must see TV this year, right? Yes. Because they had a great shootout with Rockhurst the week before, and this one was epic. It looks like the Panthers are going to score a lot of points this year, but maybe give up a lot of points as well. It makes for fun viewing, and that that thing was a classic. Uh, in fact, I, as we talked before, I had not when I went on air. That game got done after ten o'clock. I mean, it was a late game and I went on air about 10, 15 and you kind of, when you the, to pull the curtain back a little bit, when I'm waiting to go on air, I turn the TV off. So my, you know, in that time warp thing, I kind of, I'm ready to go. I just kind of sit here in front focus. of my computer, focused, ready to go, not trying to do other things because I don't want to be, when they come to me, I don't want to be doing other things. I thought Ray Peck had lost that game, kind of said something on there. I didn't say, oh, it's Ray Peck lost that game, got done turn you know turn everything back on and i was like holy crap they they won it 57 to 50 your park hill you hung half a hundred and you lost by seven <laughs> i mean their defense has definitely uh got some work to do but ray peck is off ray peck's offense is as good as anybody and you know that last touchdown they scored i'm not sure what park i guess they didn't want Jaden doss to catch it yeah. because the guy who caught the touchdown was in the end zone 30 yards down uh, the field i think they had trouble with no one Jayden no Doss. one closer than the line of scrimmage I mean, everyone's on the other side of the field. It was, it was, it was a crazy thing. Yeah, Jane Doss going to be our athlete of the week this week on KSHB forty-one. Well deserved. Uh, a lot of offensive firepower down there in uh, Ray Peck land. All right, uh, moving up north. I mean, 
how big of a win was that? How big of a statement win was that for Carney uh, to just kind of put their foot on Fort Osage? Well, the, the onside kick to start the game, got it, and just never looked back. And I think wow. Fort Osage was kind of back on their heels. Fort Osage made a lot of mistakes the first week against Grand Valley and still put up 30 points in one. Uh, they kind of imposed their will. I, they, they were not able to overcome mistakes and never got the momentum going in that game. And Carney, like you said, hats off to them. Uh, that's a big win for them coming off a, a seven-point win at Black County. And then they get Smithville this week, their first home game of the season. I think that's an interesting game. Uh, you know, Smithville beat Raytown by 16 points, beat Platt County by three. Um, this is not the team that was hanging 50 on everybody last year and not giving up any any scores. So I, I, I'm saying that Kearney right now to me is the team is playing better. And I haven't made my picks yet, but I, I'm leaning that way with Kearney. I mean, I think if they get that win, they're they're rolling right along. No, they both have played, you know, Platt County uh, so far. And uh, yeah, obviously Kearney looked uh, better than Smithville. Early in the season, we'll see Smithville. I mean, it's what you see a lot of times with those with those teams that just rolled through and won a title and graduated a lot. Sometimes you got to tell those those younger guys below them that you're not supposed to, you're you're not supposed to win every game because a lot of times they'll just keep coming. To, they expect to win, and I, that's a big thing in in high school football. Well, look at Odessa. I mean, they they won the title in '19. They probably if they wouldn't have gotten COVID out of the playoffs probably could have been the champion I mean I, yeah. I would have bet money on it in 20 and then last year with a team that by the time they lost their first game which was week seven I think six or seven and the winning streak hit the, like the regular season winning streak dated back to 2017 I think 2017 yeah. or 2018 because they didn't lose in 2018 um they were you know they were just scraping it together and they were still winning games yeah uh, there's something in a dna of a team that wins a lot of games that says you know we'll just find a way even yeah. if our talent is an echo throughout yes. you know weeks of the next season and sometimes even years no yeah, absolutely um hey, let's talk about center I, I was able to see them over the summer and they looked really really good center's always good coach DeLong always has a great team but i mean these guys are really athletic and they put they put it on like a prep last week yeah and they've got some size too their, their top 22, 25, 30 are as good as anybody in 4A. The problem is, is there's not many after that 30. <laughs> the, the numbers are small. I mean, 4A, I mean, that's... Uh, 4A, they might be able enough. to do that, but if they have any injuries, that's that's going to you know be their thing. They've got to keep everybody healthy. And the, and the problem is they don't have a ton of guys, so even if they're up 42 to 7 on somebody, some of their guys got to go out and play the full boat. There's no, you know, rolling in a fresh 22 to, to sit out there and, and play the fourth quarter. So... No, they are as impressive as anybody. Ja'Cory Love, 200 yards. Uh, he actually tweeted out something I thought was interesting. He had 200 yards, three touchdowns, or 260 yards and three touchdowns. And he said his favorite play was, I don't know if he, I don't know, it was, it's grainy. It's like a video of a, of a video kind of thing. Somebody fumbled. It was either him or somebody else fumbled. And the Lincoln Prep guy is tearing down the field with it. Ja'Cory catches him from behind forces a fumble at like the 35 on the other side and recovers it back. So, I mean, he's a pretty special. And then, you know, Joseph Vick, their quarterbacks, as good as anybody in the Metro. I mean, they've got two skilled guys that could play anywhere right now. Rockhurst, Liberty North, Lee Summit North, they would step in and be those guys pretty much at any place they go. Yeah. Um, Liberty North, impressive over Liberty. Uh, the Eagles have looked apart uh, this season. And then Lee Summit North bounces yeah. back with maybe a 
Not as convincing of a win over Park Hill South team, but that's a really good Park Hill South team, really good program. Held with 15 yards rushing. I mean, yeah, that's all of them do, <laughs> nothing on the ground. Yes. And uh, I mean, what that's uh, it's uh, Bartosh there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, defensively, at least on North, look really good. Their offense is a little bit better this week, and they ran the ball a ton. They had uh, over 200 yards rushing, and I think that's going to be a lot of their signature this year. Uh, so, no, at least on North, look, look good. I mean, like I said, the, the offense is going to be a, it's not going to be Ray Peck or Park Hills offense anytime soon, but it's that once they get it going and they, they can uh, intimidate and impose their will at the line of scrimmage, which with Caden green and others, they've got plenty of size up there. Their rush attack is going to be really good. And I think Elijah Leonard, their quarterback who played a lot last week, uh, the, the two, uh, you know, Max Ford's the other, um, that they've got good guys who can, they're, they're starting to find their, find their spots. Mm. Um, and then rockers bounces back with a win in week two. Yeah, I played really well against the Blue Spring South team coming off their first one in um, almost two years. And, uh, you know, Rockhurst has, has been in a position to win both their games. Uh, they were leading, you know, in the fourth quarter at Ray Peck and lost by a touchdown. And, uh, you know, this week they go to Liberty North. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be yeah. – they're both in the same district. Uh, that probably is for the number one seed because um, I think they're probably going to sit next to each other pretty much all season long. So, like I said, this Rockhurst team is a, a lot of juniors. I mean, they've got – a They've got some good seniors they really like and are and are really good leaders. This is the team is loaded with juniors and sophomores, so yeah. uh, they should be better at the end of the season than they are right now. But they're really uh, looking good right now for a young as young a team as they are. Yeah, check out this run for Rockers the next several weeks at Liberty North, Bentonville, Arkansas at home. That 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 five game series they've signed with uh, Bentonville or whatever at Bishop Miege, Aquinas at home. So uh, we'll find a lot about uh, find out a lot about the uh, the Hawklets here in the next four weeks. All right, let's, let's get to your um, big three here, Dion. Go back to the Kansas side and the EKL, where there's, it's almost like there's a big three in that the league every, <laughs> yeah. every week. you got Blue Valley Southwest at Miege. Do you think the Timberwolves are something this year that the Timberwolves can, uh, can, can knock off a team like Miege? Well, they were leading Blue Valley most of that game. It was tied they at were. halftime and they scored. Uh, they were up 21-14 going to the fourth quarter. I think for Blue Valley Southwest, this is a situation where their talent is at a point where, you know, they can play with the Blue Valley and play with the Miege. They've got to start finishing. And so this is a – they haven't played Miege in a while. They took Miege off their schedule for several years. They did. Uh, and Aquinas. And Aquinas. And so they haven't played Miege in a long time. So uh, the this will be, you know, and why they were allowed to do that and the other Blue Valley schools weren't, I don't know. That's their, that's their district's politics, and they can play it however they want. Um, but you know, they took Miege off and really they shouldn't take them. I mean, they caught them at the end of the run and the last two years would have been the time to play them. Yeah. <laughs> and now Miege yeah. seems to be back on the upswing. But, but now Miege is back kind of uh, yes, yeah. Back like Armstrong 300 yards passing last week and a big one over Blue Valley North. And uh no, it's uh I think that I think Blue Valley Southwest is pretty good. Um, we'll see. I, I don't know if Dunn played quarter, he didn't play last week. We'll see if he plays this week. Uh, so that's that's kind of the, the situation there. They've got some injury problems, but this is a game they should be able to compete in. And, and I think in 5A, it's probably be them in Mill Valley down the line as, as it gets there. I think they'll they'll be pretty battle tested by the end of it um, mm-hmm. with the Aquinas moving out. Somebody's got to move into that spot. So I think I think that's where it's probably going to be. Like speaking of Mill Valley, over in the Sunflower League, at least from where I sit, it looks like there's there's Mill Valley, there's Olathe West, there's Shiner Mission Northwest, and Olathe North. Those I think think are the kind of four yeah. biggest contenders. Maybe throwing Olathe South in there in the uh, Sunflower League uh, this year, and we've got Northwest and North uh, right away. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, Sean Emerson, Northwest Maliko Adis, 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. I mean, you know, he's he's a special guy. He's a good and, fun and the player. And then shutout too against Sean Emerson West. Yeah, and then uh, T.J. Porter over at Olathe North, a couple hundred yards. Like I said, he, he didn't have 200 yards, but you know they threw the ball a little bit more at Olathe North last week. I think they threw 15, 16 times, which for Olathe North is a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and defensively, both these schools are pretty good. So you know, I, these are teams that are have a chance of seeing each other in, in you know late October, early November. Uh, it's a fun one. Both these teams are so well coached. Bo Black does a fantastic job. He's really built that into a program to where they've graduated a lot of really good players, and they just keep it rolling. And same with the Latham North. I mean, it just seems like you know you, you had a guy starting at K State as a freshman, but they're right back where they are. I mean, so. That's a that's a fun game and and I like I said that's another one I haven't figured out how I'm, how I'm going to go on that one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last on the Kansas side, Olathe the South at Shawnee Mission North. North got a big win over a rival and kind of a convincing win over Shawnee Mission South last week. And then Olathe the South goes on the road. I think that was the Thursday game, right? Thursday game, and yeah. goes and makes a statement and beats Lawrence. You talked about uh, Bowen, the the quarterback, being out for that game, but. I'm telling you, Olathe South's got Allen, the, the, the newly K-State commit. And yeah. then they bring back their quarterback, a sophomore that was forced into action about half halfway through the year last year. But he's got a lot of starts under his belt. This team is going to beat some people. Yeah, Ron Litchfield takes over for Craig Lewis, who retired um, after last year. Who's I saw him on the roster at Olathe West as an assistant coach. So I think he's, Craig is over at Olathe <laughs> West, yeah. Some of those guys never go away. I mean, you know, Gene Weir is over at Mill Valley held yes, out. So, exactly. I mean, those guys don't go away all the time. But, uh, no, um, it's really – Ron Litchfield, a guy you're familiar with, was at Park Hill South, did a really yep. good job there. He's been in Iowa for, like, the last almost decade, I think. Uh, came back to Olathe South. Um, that program was in a pretty good spot when Craig Lewis left. He, he kind of weathered some storms there. The, the, the pandemic was not kind to Olathe South. Uh, a lot of kids who kind of scattered out of – out of the school and to other areas like Lewisburg and places that were playing a full schedule. And so they've kind of recovered from that this year. And I think they're a really solid team. I put them with Gardner in that kind of next level yeah. uh, in the, in the Sunflower League. And then Shawnee Mission North. I mean, you know, they've been in this situation last few years where one or, you know, one win is kind of what they've gotten. Well, they've already got the one win and they look good doing it. I mean, you know, that's against the Shawnee Mission South team that I think a lot of us thought would be better uh this year and and Sean Mission North never let me be a part of that game so I, I think it's a fun one to see both these teams on the upswing in week two have a chance to kind of be highlighted a little bit all right over to the Missouri side you have Grain Valley at Oak Park is something brewing with the Northmen they got something brewing up there well they're two and oh and they've and they've beaten you know teams they should have and in, in Ruskin and Winnetonka uh and, and did it quite easily that this is a group of guys that uh, there, there are a lot of juniors on this team and, and some, and some seniors have been starting since they were sophomores. So, you know, Cl- coach Clemens likes this team. Um, the question is they've got their two wins now. Grain Valley uh, hammered Grandview last week, uh, a good Grandview team, 43 to six at halftime. Um, and so Grain Valley after that first week where they did not play very well <laughs> against Fort Osage bounce back. This is a test for these two class five teams that this is a kind of, you know, second week of the playoff type game, you know, district semifinal type game, teams that are good enough to win their first round and, and go from there. So this is, the, they're really going to, each of them are going to find out a lot about themselves uh, going forward, even though they're in different conferences. You have Staley at least Summit North. You think the uh, the Falcons can and swoop in and upset the Broncos here? Well, they played real well against Blue Springs in week one, got down big to Lee Summit last week and then 
got almost all the way back to tie and then ended up losing by a couple scores. That's a young team, and that's kind of one of those how are they going to face adversity uh, against the Lee Summit North team that's pretty good. Uh, Lee Summit North, like I said, their offense is, is a little bit, uh, you know, still under construction. Uh, so they're, they're a team that defensively may not let you score, but they're not going to go out. Right now they're not scoring 50 points a game, so they're, they're not out of reach, and it looks like Staley can put some points on the board. So for Staley, newly minted class six, <laughs> you know, get get these kind of games. You're, you're you're, when you get these games that are in your, you know, they're in the league with Lee Summit North, uh, you know, this is a test to find out where they are as a class six program now. Yeah. And lastly, on the Missouri side, North Kansas City at Platte County. You've got 0-2 against 2-0. But wait, it's Platte County that's 0-2. Yes. It's North Kansas City, that's 2-0. And this is a – these two teams play great games. <laughs> Do they? Uh, in the past, uh, it's been shootouts. There's been some shootout games. I don't know if either one of them can get to 21 points on Friday night because both their offenses are struggling. Uh, you know, Platte County is really kind of a we're going to run the ball and, you know, play a lot of defense. And if you want to talk about D1 defensive line talent, this is your game. You've got a Tennessee commit from Platte County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got an Alabama commit and a Oklahoma yeah. commit at North Kansas City. So the defenses will rule this game. I think if you kick a couple field goals, uh, you know, it might be like watching the Iowa game on Saturday if you were right. forced to do that or forced yourself like my wife did and yelled at the TV the entire time where the defense outscored the offense and they won seven to three. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a, there, there could be a safety or two uh, in this game. So it's uh it's, like I said, they always play great games. Um, they played in the playoffs last couple of years. So this is a definitely a game that, uh, and they, the, the one thing that makes it great too, is both coaching staffs really like each other and respect each other and, and enjoy the game. They yeah. enjoy that challenge when they get together. Listen, I've watched enough Iowa football. I know bet the under. Okay, it's now legal in Kansas. Bet the the funniest part about that, I, 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 with the uh, Hawkeyes, I don't want to go too deep into the Iowa, you know, wormhole. But as I'm walking upstairs, and I, they're just the, way, the game is just getting, getting on playing time. Yes, he's getting a ton of playing time, and he's looking good. There, I'm walking upstairs, and they say something effective. Well, with the new look offense, well, not really new look, but some new wrinkles they've thrown in. They feel like they're going to score more points, and I was like, oh my god, they're just cursed. I was like, I, in my head, I was like. They're not going to score any points in this same game. Same quarterback as last year, so it's the yeah. same quarterback, same offensive coordinator. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, advocate for anyone's firing, especially a father and a son combo up there in Iowa. Uh, but uh, I can tell you right now that if uh, my wife had a vote, uh, there'd be a new <laughs> offensive coordinator at the University of Iowa. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get out of here, Dion, let's hit on a couple other games, um, if we can. Blue Valley Northwest thought it was taken on like the the. 4A top team in 4A last week. Maybe they're doing it this week as they're hosting St. Thomas Aquinas again. Mm-hmm. Well, and and this is the team that beat them last year. So I think there's a it's lot of motivation. Loss. That's right. It's their one loss. And what did they do? They got down 14 points and couldn't <laughs> couldn't come back against. I think they got it tied or got it within a one score and never uh never got it back. No, I think it's a good game for both these teams and they'll find out a lot about themselves right here. Uh you know, hats off to Blue Valley Northwest. They only had, you know, three or four starters on each side of the ball coming back, and mm-hmm. they didn't look like a team last night or Friday night that uh, was going to struggle to do what they wanted to do. The difference in Blue Valley Northwest as a program, and we've talked about this before, is in the time that Clint Ryder has been there, their change in the weight room and how they do things has made them into a team that can graduate really good players and still come back because 
they they just they replaced a bunch of big guys on the line with a bunch of big athletic guys on the line <laughs> so yeah. i mean they they have people who can step in and do those things and so that's really the 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 part with that and then aquinas this is another test for them i mean you know they looked really good last week uh you know how, how do they back that up this week so like i said the ekl's got great games every week uh absolutely uh and then hey look Pembroke Hill, that might just like the Chiefs high school team here, right? That's where Andy Reid showed up last week <laughs> um, at uh, at home. Pembroke Hill on the road uh, this week to to Lincoln Prep. I mean, what, what, how are you seeing that one shake out in kind of small school? Pembroke's off. Pembroke's off to a rough start. They lost to Christ Prep, a, a non-affiliated school. Christ Prep is a good program. I don't yeah. want to make it sound like because they're not a Keisha school. Cause they play the, in this like homeschool national championship tournament every year. Um, they lost to Christ prep. They lost to St. Pius. Uh, this is a good test for them. And, and Pembroke Hill Lincoln prep has been a, uh, a game that's gone a long time. They like to play that game. Um, these two schools have played each other. Uh, I think it's, it's a good, it's a good game for Pembroke Hill to kind of see yet another different type of team that they've seen so far. And for Lincoln prep, they've got a chance to bounce back after, after what was a, a really I'm sure disheartening loss because they were never really a part of that game. They got down early and, and Lincoln prep just, I mean, center just ran all over Lincoln prep. So uh, both these teams are looking to bounce back in a big way this week. Um, all right. Friday night's the place to be KSHB 41 and preps KC.com. Any other games? I've, I've looked at the schedule. Uh, I kind of know where we're going. Any other games that you'll be sending stringers out to? Um, we got uh, Blue Spring South. We got somebody there. Um, then their big three. But uh, no, we've got uh, we we had a great week last week. Uh, looking forward to this week again. And and I know that uh, you know we'll have we'll have Rockers and Liberty North coverage, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's a, one of those games you got to you got to make sure. And somebody's like, how's that not a big three game? Well, Liberty North and Rockers can't be in yeah. big three games every week. It's not fair to everyone else. And there's right. plenty of games. That yeah. can that deserve the highlight and the spotlight, as you know, we talk about like a shot mission north. They have not been in the big three very much in the yeah. in the last 10 years. And so there's a good chance chance for them to go and, and spread the love and and who knows, get another win and and uh, go two and on in the season. Yeah, and we also have um uh, St. James at Blue Valley will have a KSHB 41 as as well, top kind of top 25 match, two two quality teams just playing that EKL. Yeah, we'll have live stats from that game and uh, that's one of the great things we've got live about half of our games right now um, have some form of live stats or, or after the game is over, um, yeah. they, they find their Wi-Fi and, and it loads in um, after the game's over. So yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see that. And of course our, you know, our Twitter handle um, we are a little more active with that on Friday nights to kind of, you know, point you in the right direction, let you know what's going on, uh, let you know where we're at out, out there. So follow us at preps KC on Twitter and, I'm telling you, it's a great thing to chew up the, I don't know, 45-minute halftimes we have in high school football. The first thing, once I, I'm at high school games every Friday night, once that second quarter clock hits zero, all the dads, all the moms to pull their phones out, go to prepskc.com, <laughs> and just take a look at scores. You got plenty of time. They're, they're, they're at halftime as well. It's not like this is these, you know, it's an hour delay or anything like that. You guys are so good at getting scores updated. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, do you see what this team is doing? I can't believe they're losing to this team. It's a fun way for like 10 minutes. We're just scrolling through scores just to catch up and see what's going on in the rest of uh, the high school world. And I know that's going on in bleachers and stands throughout the city. Yeah, the first 25, 30 minutes are a little crazy as you try and just get a handle on, you know, 
is everybody tweeting or you know live statting or how, how you know because there's there's some usual offenders that it's tough for us to get scores from yeah. and so we have to kind of hunt them down and even though we you know we try and work with them as best we can but uh some of those you know are getting better um hats off to sumner uh they were taking they were tweeting out pictures of the scoreboard at least a couple three times during the right. game so good for them that's all that's all you need just all a little need. scoreboard shot hey if you do it four times a, you know a night that's fine with me i mean yeah that's the yeah. you know that's the bare, that's you know quote a, a, a line for the you know that's the bare minimum and uh the but we encourage of flair we need right the minimum of flair but we uh, we encourage you to do more <laughs> yes exactly. you can do more you can always yeah. do more <laughs> we appreciate that uh but no that's awesome it's a great uh great thing friday night and it makes um those nights even more enjoyable yeah, just anything go, else Dion? before we get out of here no that's it right there and you get it on the app or prepskc.com on your on your phone your browser i mean it's all it's all web friendly i mean it's all phone friendly so that's the the beauty of that and even if you don't have the app you can you can go right to prepskc.com oh, on your phone. i just go to the uh the uh, internet i go to my safari it's <laughs> <laughs> a way to do all it right. Dion, thanks so much for the time. Thanks to you for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Snap Tackle Pod.